0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems. But many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo.
2: Good afternoon, and welcome to Fundamentals, a new show on Voice America Empowerment Channel, aimed at men and a source to women who actually care about the men and boys in their lives. I'm your host, Carl Bobo. Some time ago, I read a quote that just literally stopped me in my tracks. It floored me. It actually numbed me. And the quote said, most men are slowly committing suicide. They just don't know it. Now, let me let that sink in for just a moment, because that's a powerful statement. I want to repeat it. He said, most men are slowly committing suicide. They just don't know it. Now, outside of the word suicide, there are three things that really bothered me with this overall statement. First of all, it's just the word most. If they had said some it wouldn't have had the same impact that it had on me. We all are mature adults and and individuals. We understand that in this world that we live in that people think about suicide every day somewhere in this world. But that word most caught my attention because it made me think how many people in my circle are going through difficult times and I don't even know about it. How many people in my circle are struggling with this? And when I went to work, I started looking at people differently. I started thinking about family and started thinking about friends and uh, neighbors and other associates. So, So the word most just paralyzed me. The second thing in that statement that bothered me was slowly. You know, we can all see when someone is deliberately destroying their lives when they're headed in the wrong direction. That's easy to see. But the word slowly to me tells me that it's hard for me to even be able to identify. And it made me wonder how many people have I sat down and had lunch with? How many people have I sat down and had an adult beverage with? How many people did I work around on a regular basis that were going through difficult times and they were slowly headed that way and I couldn't even see it? And then the third thing that jumped at me in that statement was it said, they don't know it either. And that really just bothered me because it says that, you know, if you know about something, you can do something about it. But it said that men are slowly headed in this direction. And, you know, that bothers me because that's that's when we get that call in the middle of the night When somebody that we love has done something and committed suicide and is no longer with us and and causing pain and and devastation to the family and friends and loved ones. Radio audience, it was this statement where fundamentals was conceived. It was this statement that caused me to stop just for a moment and say, we have a situation on our hands. Now, look, I understand that this is a challenge. I understand the challenge that is before me. I'm not going into this blind. Matter of fact, when the radio opportunity was first put in front of me by a good friend of mine, Rebecca Hall Greider, who is actually just doing a great, wonderful things that she is doing through her organization, Impacting Women, and it was a, and women is a, a natural, easier path for me. When Rebecca brought it to my attention, I had just finished, I spent some time emceeing one of her uh, fashion shows, and I was, uh, had just finished writing a book, uh, or, or excuse me, writing a, a chapter and an anthology for Dr. Anita Jackson that was catered and directed specifically for women that talked about uh, becoming outrageously successful. Once I finished that book, and I, I was in the midst of writing a chapter in Rebecca's anthology that was designed specifically for women. Come out of hiding and shine. So the natural fit on the radio or anything would have been for me to spend my time focusing on women. I was already somewhat going headed down that pathway, and that's Let's keep it real. When you start talking about self-help, when you start talking about the self-help arena and women and things of that nature, women are easy to deal with. They're a little bit more open. Women are a little bit more transparent. Women are a little bit more emotional. Women are more apt to be a little bit more optimistic and, 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 and seek counseling and, and seek guidance and, and seek uh, coaching and things of that nature. You know, I mean, I've been involved with counseling for years throughout my career. Counseled hundreds and hundreds of couples. And, you know, as I sat back there, they thought about it, I, you know, usually when couples come in for counseling, the woman would sometimes come in with a smile on her face she would come in with an optimistic look in her eyes because she really is looking for something that's going to make a difference in her relationship with her her husband. But men, let's just say men come in with a different attitude. I like to say men have a tendency to come in with what I call the Marshawn Lynch principle. Those of you who are sports fans know Marshawn Lynch was that tailback who just retired from the Seattle uh, Seahawks and uh, had a great career. Oakland guy lives up here in the Bay Area and and really, uh, a pattern of statement when he had to face the media in his NFL career, and he would just say, I'm only here, so I won't get fined. In other words, I wouldn't be doing this if I wouldn't get fined. Husbands, in many ways, when they came into counseling, I felt that they were being led in there with a chain on their neck. And they come in and they have that look on their face like, Look here, Bobo, I'm only here because this is the last resort. And she's pretty much told me that if I didn't come, that we are done. So, so I get it. You know, men are, are, are tougher to deal with. Men are more challenging. Men don't usually like to open up. I mean, come on, let's be, let's be realistic. You know, we, we, we're more private. Men put walls up. You know, we talk about how men don't like to ask for directions on the highway. Men don't like to go to the doctor. Why? Because we, 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 we're fix-it people. For the most part, men just don't like to allow people to get too close to us. After all, I said, you know, we, we, we feel that we can fix our own problems. We're the fix-it men. You bring anything to us, we gotta figure, we'll figure out a way to fix it. Why do I need to go... To a council? Why do I need to go sit and let somebody else try to tell me what I need to do? I can fix it myself. So, so understand, as you're listening to this program, I get it. I understand the challenge that is before me. I understand that this is an uphill battle that I am undertaking. But what you have to understand is I'm passionate about this because I s- sincerely believe that this is something that needs to be done. And let me shake up some things for a minute. And I want you guys to come a little closer and just and, and think about this real quick. I'm gonna make a statement that's gonna shock you. Men, and you can quote me on this, men are the most neglected group on earth. Let that set in for you. I can almost see some drivers on the highway right now on the radio sitting with there getting a little, a little frowns on their face. I can see some of you that might be sitting at your office and saying, what in the world is he talking about? Listen, let me say it again. Men are the most neglected group on earth. Now, before you turn me off, why don't you just give me a moment and hear me out a little bit. Check this out. When you hear the word movements, movements create awareness. Movements create interest. Movements facilitate progress. The lack thereof can lead to stagnation and declination. Let me give you three examples. See if we can make this clear for you. The women's rights movement started in 1848, ran through about 1920. It created awareness. It created interests. And it facilitated progress. Matter of fact, I think we could all say that if if it were not for the women's movement, we would not be on the borderline of potentially electing the first female president in the history of the United States of America. So it was definitely needed. Here's another one. The Civil Rights Movement started in 1954 through about 1968. I'll go on record and say, it it created awareness, it created interest, and there again, it facilitated progress. And if it were not for that particular movement, I think we could go on record again and say that we would not be coming to the conclusion right now today of about eight years of having the first African-American president of the United States of America. So there again, it was needed and it facilitated progress. Let me give you one more. The gay rights movement started in 19, around 1988. Some people say 1990 when the LBGT came together, but you, know, you can use either one of those dates you want to, but it's still going on. But think about it, the gay rights movement, it created awareness, it created interest, and it facilitated progress. And if it were not for that movement, we would not as a country now be sitting here where uh, gay marriage is being accepted in many of the states uh, in the country that we live in. What are you trying to say, But What I'm trying to say is that, listen, These movements created awareness to what was perceived as a neglected and discriminated group. Hear me out. There has never been a movement really for men. And as I said, the lack of can lead to stagnation and declination. And that's where I think we are. There's not much out there for me. There's not much available for them. You know, I just recently stepped back from corporate America decided I wanted to just really focus my time on my practice and and really see if we can make a contribution through uh, fundamentals. And, you know, uh, after having uh, worked for so many years, first thing my wife told me to do was just take a few months off and do nothing. Just relax and and, and just breathe and enjoy life. And I appreciated her for doing that. But one thing I did in that free time was, you know, you could turn on the TV in the morning, something that I've never been able to do before because I was out of the house early in the morning. But when I would turn on the TV, one thing that stood out and that I noticed is that women have a whole lot of support on TV. They've got things everywhere for them. You've got Oprah. Oprah has, 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 has moved and progressed so much that now she has her own channel on and, and you can get 24 hours of uh, things of coming from Oprah's mind. They have Wendy. They have Ellen, they have The View. And, he, and even now, some men have even kind of filtered into that direction. You know, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Oz, supposed to be about medicine, but his audience for the most part is women. Dr. Field, kind of got his uh, popularity uh, through Oprah, but his audience for the most part is women. Then you have Steve Harvey, comedian, kings of comedy, but where he really found his niche is working to a women audience. Came out with that book, Think Like a Man and Act Like a Lady. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not anti-Oprah. I'm not anti-Ellen. I'm not anti, what's that other show out there, The View, where four women sit around the table and, and talk about different issues. I'm not anti any of those things. I'm not anti Steve Harvey, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil. I think all of them have done an outstanding job serving their audience, which just happens to mostly consist of women. However, I am concerned about the lack of focus on men and a lack of things that pertain to men. What do we really have? We've got Sports Center, 24 hours of sports. Now, don't get me wrong, audience, I like sports just like a lot of men do. I do think it's good that we can turn on the TV when you can't sleep at night sometime and catch up on some scores and things of that nature. But you also need to understand there is more to me and there is more to some of the men that I know than simply sports. And that's what this show is about. This show, it's about creating a platform to deal with men's issues. It's about creating a healthy place that we can come together and tap into what's important to men because men have issues just like anybody else does. And many times, we don't have a safe venue, a place that we can go to and talk about the things that are dear in our hearts. This is what this program is about. This is what Fundamentals is. As I said, that initial quote paralyzed me. It stopped me right in the middle of my tracks. And I don't want to get a phone call in the middle of the night, and I don't want you to get a phone call in the middle of the night, that some good friend of yours, a father, a brother, a neighbor, a cousin, or somebody has taken their life because they didn't feel they had any other alternatives out there. They didn't have a platform to deal with things that concerned them. That's fundamentals. Hey, look here, we got to pay some bills and we got to come on, take a little break right now. So I want you to just sit back for a moment, take some time, meditate on some of the things that we talk about. But listen, when we come back from this break, we're going to, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to let you know what really goes on in the man cave. You're going to be surprised and you want to hear this. So don't turn it off. Come back right after this break. I'm Carl Bobo and this is Fundamentals. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry.
1: Is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to Carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K A R L at choose the number two embrace life.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals.
2: Welcome back to Fundamentals. Again, I'm your host, Carl Bobo, and as I mentioned before the break, we're going to now dive into what really goes on in your man's man cave think about it most of us have heard the term man cave and when you hear it what really comes to mind it's usually sports it's a place that men can have in their home somewhere that is usually set apart that deals with sports. Matter of fact, even here at Voice America, we've got two guys that do a good job on a sports talk show called The Man Cave. Check them out when you get a moment. But The Man Cave is usually a room in someone's house. It could be a, I've seen converted garages that have been turned into Man Caves and they have paraphernalia all over the walls and, you know, flat screen TVs and you know, foosballs and pinball machines and nice big popcorn machines and kegs so that the fellas can come together and watch some sports. Sometimes people have in their homes, they may have just a, a separate room set aside. It may be a converted bedroom uh, after the children have moved out. It may be in your house, maybe your wife just happens to go to sleep at night early and your man cave is just in your den. It's still a a man cave. But for the most part, when people think about man cave, they think about it as a place where men can just go and hang out with their friends and watch a little TV, some sports. Even women look at it as not only that, but they also look at it as a place even when men are not around, their friends are not around, that they can go watch what they want to watch and the man can watch what he wants to watch, which everybody assumes is just sports. But let me tell you something. Everybody who looks at the man cave this way is not looking at this thing realistically. Let me let me let me let me let you know. Let's talk about this man cave. Let, let's let you know what really goes on. First of all, if you think about it, how often do you have friends over in your particular man cave? Usually, when, when guys are young, fresh out of college, they may have friends over more. But as you get older, those friends come over less and less. Why? Because they get involved in life. They get involved with raising their children and going to soccer games and football games and uh, dance recitals and all that. So you find out that it's very rare that men start coming over and gathering together at man you know, I've seen some beautiful ones. We live up here in the Bay Area and, and the Raiders I've, I have some of the best fans in the world. And they've got some man caves that are just unbelievable when you go into some of them. But, but understand, man caves are not being utilized for what the world actually thinks they are. Matter of fact, I saw a statistic before that said less than 10% of the time man caves are used for sports. Think about it, less than 10%. Why do I say that? Because again, if your fellas are not there, then you don't have that gathering going on. And then at night, if you're sitting up there going in there watching it uh, by yourself, well, you might watch your team play. I'm a Raider fan. Excuse me for that. We're on our way back. So, but I might watch the Raiders play. But even though I have a lot of different sports on different channels, I'm not really focused in on all that. Let me tell you what the man cave is really about 90-plus percent of the time. It's a place where your man, or men in general, find themselves alone with the thoughts going on in their minds. You need to hear that. It's where man usually finds themselves alone with the thoughts that are going on in their mind. And people say, "Well." Every time I walk into the TV zone, there's some sporting events on, he's having a good time. Let me tell you something. Usually, those games, unless it's one of your favorite teams that you are watching, usually the rest of the games serve as, ah, let's say background music for the thoughts in our minds. You say, what do you mean by that? Man, I can't tell you how many times my wife has come in. And I've been watching the game, and she'll walk in, and she said, "Hey, who's winning?" And I said, "Excuse me, what? Oh, I, I have no idea." And she said, well, do thought you watch the game?" I said, "My mind has drifted, and I'm dealing with something else that has nothing to do with sports." Because contrary to popular opinion, even those men, those of us that like sports, we have a lot more involved. There's a lot more of us than simply sports. We actually care about a lot more things than a lot of people even realize that we care about. So, I mean, when I'm sitting there, sometimes my mind is dealing with so many different things that I have no idea what's actually going on in the game. You say, well, what kind of thoughts are men dealing with? Let's take a moment to talk about that. You know, life thoughts. If they're married, Man, he's dealing with some husband stuff, because here's the reality. Marriage is not easy, and it's not automatic. I think I got a good wife, but I'm telling you, it's not like she wakes up every morning whistling that she's so happy to be with me, and I'm waking up every morning whistling that I'm, I'm so happy to see her. No, no, come on, that's, that's a fantasy. That's not the reality of life. You have to work at it. I remember years ago, Young man in my marriage went to my dad one day and I said, "Dad, I need to have a man-to-man talk with you." He said, "What's this, boy?" And uh, he said, "I said, man, tell me, th- yeah, how do you stay married to the same woman and come home to the same woman year after year?" And my parents have been married for over 55 years. And I remember he looked at me and he started he started laughing, and he said, "Son, you gotta forget about yesterday, and you gotta start every day trying to please that woman." So we gotta understand, men sometimes when we're in our, our private chair thinking about different things, we try to figure out how to make this thing work, how to keep this thing happy, how to how to be be the man, the husband that I'm supposed to be, and all those. Things. There's a lot of Thoughts that are going on in our minds in the man cave. You know, something else men think about a lot in the man cave. Maybe they've got children. Talking about some kid stuff. and well, you sit back there and you say, what do you mean kid stuff? I well, see kids look at their fathers as Superman. But the reality is Fathers, we feel like we're more closer to Clark Kent than we are Superman. We just don't let on to that. Let's keep it real. Kids sit there and look at fathers from their own eyes. Fathers look at fathers from our own eyes and realize, and we realize that we can't fix it all and we really aren't Superman. We try to figure out how do you pay for those cleats so that they can play Pop Warner? How do you pay for... The dance classes and the recital classes and, and things of that nature. All of these thoughts are going on in the man cave. How do you sit back there and, and pay for that private school that's costing you $4,500 a year or $19,000 a year? How do you feel if, if the children are getting close to college and you're, you're sitting up there many times sitting there trying to figure out, man, how am I going to put these kids through college? You know, I remember when my, my oldest son was in high school and you know, I knew it was getting get close, and he had to go to college. And I sat back there, and we were talking, and I'm sitting there thinking about, man, this is going to cost a couple hundred thousand dollars. And I don't remember how much I was making back then, but I can tell you I wasn't making enough to pay $200,000 for him to go to college now. I can tell you that much. But I remember he came to me one day, and we were sitting there talking, and I'm and my man came trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. And I remember one time he, he was talking to me. He said, Dad man, i like to drive a Mercedes like you drive. And at that particular time, I was driving a, a, a what is it, a 400E. And he said, I said, looked at him, I said, son, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. This is a thought that came to my mind in the man cave. I said, will tell you what you do. I said, you go out there and you earn yourself a football scholarship, and I will buy you a Mercedes. And look here, people. That was genius, because the reality of it is $200,000 for college, is a, getting that Mercedes was just a fraction of that cost. And when he earned that scholarship, won't you understand, I made sure that he had a black Mercedes sitting in the driveway to go to school in. Yeah. But that's kind of stuff that we have to deal with in the man cave. You know, so be in the man cave, sometimes we bring work home pressures from work home, and we just kind of in our own thoughts, some things that you don't even want to share with other people. Maybe you're getting pressure on the job. Maybe your performance is not what it should be or what it used to be. Maybe you got a bad review. Maybe you're frustrated because you keep getting looked over and you can't get the promotion that you want. Maybe you're frustrated because the salary increases are not where they need to be and you gotta, you've got bills to pay. You know, men have a whole lot of things that we, we sit down and we deal with. Maybe it's, it's security issues. Maybe you're getting in the age that they're about ready to phase you out and you can see the writing on the wall. This is man, real man cave stuff. Men deal with health stuff in the man cave. You know, people always say we don't like to go to doctors anyway. Well, but that doesn't mean we don't care about the health. Maybe you've got a health problem that you're just dealing with that don't feel right, but you haven't shared with your wife, but it's stressing you out in the man cave. Maybe it's physical fitness. You look at yourself and you know you don't look like you used to be and you want to do something about it, but you just haven't found the motivation to deal with it, but you're stressing out about this in the man cave and people don't even know the deep thoughts that you're having. You know, maybe it's other issues along the health route. Maybe it's an addiction. Addiction is so relevant nowadays, you know, whether it's alcohol or drugs and all kinds of stuff, prescription drugs and, and illegal drugs. It's so much out there. Maybe those are some things that are frustrating you. Maybe your man is sitting there just dealing with depression and he's sitting in the man cave and that TV is on, but it's just background music for his thoughts. Men deal with you know, even sex stuff in the man cave. Hey, what's one of those men say? They either not getting enough or maybe they have some issues in that particular area that they're not comfortable talking about yet because men usually don't address things until we have processed it and got to the last resort and we feel that it's beyond our help. Maybe maybe there's some issues there. This is kind of stuff that goes on in the man cave. You know, see the reality of it is even affairs are a cry for help. And that's what most people don't even realize. You know, maybe you're in the man cave and you're just dealing with manhood stuff. You know, look here, I grew up with an old school dad. I mean, by that is, you know, he was just a a hardcore dad, a man that said, well, you know, when you get out there, if you fall down on the road, playing a sport and you scratch your up, get up, son, rub some dirt on it and get back out there. You know, uh, hey, men don't cry and all that stuff. And 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 as I got older and matured in my life and in my man, I realized that, you know, sometimes those scratches hurt. Sometimes I want to cry, and I want to have the ability to do that. Sometimes I, I, I just want to to somebody to hold me. You know, many times, you know, when women go through things, they, they want us to hold them. But you know what? Hey, man, sometimes every now and then, even though as macho as we are, we can use a hug from time to time. I'm talking about man stuff. You know spirituality can be something that men are discussing in the man cave. It can be something that we're thinking about. When I say discussing, I'm talking about discussing with ourselves in our own mind, in the privacy of our own mind, in our own closet. You know, we, we understand that see, sometimes men have gone out and they want to be involved with, with churches, but sometimes churches don't meet the needs of the men. And therefore, they've gotten frustrated and turned away from that. But they don't want to talk about it just yet. It's some things that they're trying to address and trying to deal with. These are things that that go on in the man cave. You know, it could be just stress in general. Sometimes we carry a lot of things on our shoulders and on your chest. And we just don't talk about. We bring it bring it home and we go to the man cave to just kind of de-stress and try to process some of the stuff that's going on in the world around. What I'm trying to say is that men, when we go into man caves, when we go into seclusion, it's because we're trying to deal with real men stuff. And see, this is what fundamentals is all about. We're trying to create that format again to help men to be able to process the different issues that we have to deal with that we can, the thoughts that are on our mind, the things that we, we have nobody to talk with about, we're trying to have a platform, a place that you can have a voice, a place that you can get some instructions, a place that you can get some encouragement so, so that we can go back out there and deal with life and deal with it in a positive framework and not sit back there and have to do that, that, that normal, usual thing. And that is, suffer through it all alone. We're talking about men's stuff. I tell you, that quote still bothers me, even to this day. Because in the last couple of years, I have received that phone call where I've heard that someone that I know, which happened to be a family member, took his life. I don't know why. Why? Didn't even know he was troubled. Didn't know he was discouraged about anything. Didn't know the frustration and the pain that he was experiencing. Because if I had known that, I would have caught a plane and went to see him and did whatever I could to do it. But it was an alarm that sounded out to me as a wake up call that men have issues just like women do. But we just don't have the proper form to be able to deal with our stuff. And we really just don't have the the proper format to get the instructions that we need to help lead us in the pathway that we want to go. This is what fundamentals is all about. It's that safe environment. We're going to bring doctors on. We're going to bring different people on, different speakers coming through from time to time to share different things with you about men's stuff. And again, as I said, I'm not so naive to understand. And I know women will tune in a little bit. And you need to tune in so that you can kind of understand your man more that when he's quiet and when he's not talkative and when he's frustrated and he he seems to be unhappy, it's not necessarily that he's unhappy with you, but he's dealing with men's stuff. And it's when we all learn to understand each other better that we can begin to solve our problems and we actually come together and become to live together harmoniously in life. Hey, look here. We're coming again through that time that we actually need to take another break. But I want you to come back because we, we, we're going to hit this last section that's really important and you need to understand this. I'm going to introduce to you a section called Man Down. You don't want to miss it because this is where we're going to give some instructions on how to get back up. This is Carl Bobo on Fundamentals on the Voice of America Empowerment Channel. Stay tuned and we'll be right back.
1: Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the self-improvement show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals.
2: Welcome back to Fundamentals. Again, I'm your host, Carl Bobo. As I mentioned before the break, I'm going to introduce to you at this particular part of of the program a section that's going to be here every week, and I call it Mandown. This is a section where we're going to really uh, work to provide some good, constructive Of feedback and things that you and instructions on what you can do on a particular subject to get back up again. You know when you hear the term "man down." Now let me let me. Depending upon your age, I'm not talking. I'm not using that term uh, like that singer. uh, What is she? R and B or hip hop singer Rihanna. I'm not. I'm not using the term in how she does it. When I say "man down," when you think about it, let's say from a military standpoint. When, when they yell out, man down, what that means to them is that a soldier, one of their partners, one of their comrades is down and he needs some help. He can't get up by himself and needs some assistance. If you think about it, from a police law enforcement officer's perspective, similar philosophy. If they say man down, they mean officer down and they, they, they mean he needs some help. Bring some people out because we need to help a person who cannot help themselves. You know, I used to play football back in the day. And when you're out there playing in that game and you're going back, you know, you, from time to time, if you've ever watched a game, you'll see players get hurt all the time. That's a man now. And what do they usually do? They call time out. And they're bringing the trainer in, out, and some coaches to look at him. But if he's down and he can't get up by themselves, they bring a couple of players out. Each one will put one arm around his shoulder, and they'll help bring him to the feet and carry him off the field to help the man that's down. This is what I'm talking about when I say man down. We're going to have some times where we'll have different people that will come on our program. They're going to talk about that experts in different subjects. And as we, and we'll have them talk in one of the first two uh, sessions. But this last session is where we want to take some time to give some p- specific instructions and say, here's what you need to do on the subject that we were talking about on how to get back up if this just happens to be something that you're dealing with. You know, maybe you did, you know, again, some of the husband stuff that we've already talked about. Kid stuff, father stuff, sex stuff health stuff, stress on the job, stress in life. We're going to give some specific guidance and bring some professionals around to try to help you deal with this stuff. So in this section we want you to grab a piece of paper and pencil and have it ready so that you can take some things with you to implement in your life so that you're no longer a man down but that you're now a man up and you can go out there and help another man who's down so that they can Man up. Now, being that we're here today, I'm gonna go ahead and just and give you a couple things that you can take with you. Now, those that know me, and I know some of you on the audience now don't know me, but those that know me know that I'm the half glass full guy. I'm the I'm the positive speaker. I, I don't like negative. So what I want to tell you is the first thing that you've got to do if you and if you want to get back up and you happen to be a man that's struggling with any aspect of life, is you've got to first of all change your attitude. I'm an attitude dude. I remember several years ago when I was in college and I did pay attention every now and then to what the professor was saying, but one particular class we were dealing with, was a psychology class, and my first professor broke down the word attitude And it's something that just stuck with me all of my life. You sit back there and you look at attitude and and the architectural layout of how it is in, in the alphabet. Do this with me. If you take the first letter of the word attitude, A, and you put a one next to it because it's the first letter in the alphabet. And then you take T and T, the two Ts. They both are the 20th letters within the alphabet. I is the ninth letter in the alphabet. T, again, is the 20th letter. U, the 21st letter. D, the fourth letter. And E is the fifth letter. If you take all those numbers and you add them up, you come out with a 100. Because what we have to realize is our attitude is a 100% of who we are. Therefore, if you really want to be all that you can be, if you want to be the man that you can be, first thing that we have to do is we've got to change our attitude. We've got to come with the right attitude. We've got to come with a positive attitude, because someone said right, your attitude can determine your altitude. If you have the right attitude, you can overcome any obstacle that's in your way obstacles can become stepping stones instead of things that bring us down. But it all starts with what type of attitude are you bringing to the table? I'm an attitude guy. I believe this. I believe that we need to have that. I'm a person that believes that, you know, if we have the right attitude, there's nothing that we cannot achieve. And I stand here as a person who has gone through different things in life, but at the same time, Carrying a positive attitude has allowed me to be able to step above those things, and it's the same thing that would allow you to be able to say and do the, exactly what I've been able to do. Attitude. Second thing that I want you to think about as you preparing yourself for these next several weeks that we're going to be dealing with different topics coming our way is you, you need to recognize that no matter what it is that you are actually going through in life, that you actually have more positive things going on in your life than negative. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter what you are experiencing in life. I don't care if it's family troubles, I don't care if it's health issues, I don't care if it's work-related issues, it doesn't matter what kind of issues that you're experiencing, you have more positive things going on in your life than you realize. Let me, let, let, let me walk you through something. Here's something that I did years ago. And, and I've challenged audiences that I've been in front of, whether public speaking or what, to do similar things before. I want you to do it. And usually you only have to do it once because then you'll always go back and reflect on it. So those of us that are, are, are men down, you're, you're having a problem right now. I want you to recognize right now. I want you to grab a piece of paper when you get home. Take some time. And I want you to write a list of every single problem that you have. And I don't want you to stop until you've listed every problem that you have. If it takes you a week, keep writing. And I don't care how minute or how minor you feel the problem is, keep writing. And only stop when you've got to the end and you say, I think I've finally written down every problem that I have. Now, once you've got to that point, then here's your next assignment. I want you to write down all of the the blessings or benefits that you have in your life. And I don't care how minute they are. I'm talking about the ability to talk, to breathe, to see, to hear, to interact with your children, to go to work, to have a car, to catch the bus, to wear some shoes, to ride a bike. Write them down, keep writing. And I want you to continuously write down all of the positive things in your life until you come to the end. Now, if you happen to have the same experience that I've had and everybody in different audiences that I've done this with have had, It's that by the time you start writing down all of your blessings in life and all of the positive that you have in life, you'll find that you continue to keep writing. Because they far outweigh and outnumber the negative problems and things that are going on in our life. See, what the real problem is, is we just have a tendency to accentuate the negative and not focus on the positive. What I want you to do is we want to flip that script. I want you to look at and focus on the positive and not sit back there and focus on the negative. You know, you got some people that can walk out on a, and look at a beautiful field of land and they will sit back there and say, look at all of that beautiful pasture. But then you have other people that will walk out there and look at the same pasture, the same field, the same prairie and will say, look at that manure in the middle of this pasture. Don't be that type of person. We want to recognize that we actually have more going on than we realize. Third thing I want you to do is you got to get a support group. Now, when I say a support group, I'm not talking about just anybody. You want people who have your best interests at heart. You want people that really care about you. People that will tell you the truth. People that, even though it might hurt your feelings, will sit back and say, hey, look here, this is is not the right thing for you to do. Get you a good support group around you. And depending upon even your your, your marital situation, your wife could be one of your support persons, but it depends on your situation because everybody don't have that situation. And I'm not going to encourage you to do it unless you got the right person that you can do it with. Maybe it's a good friend. Maybe it's a brother. Maybe it's a colleague. But you need to get you a support group, and you want to be the support. Anybody in your support group, they need to be positive people. I cannot stand to be around negative people. I just got to tell it like it is. Everything you're going to hear on this radio show is going to be real. I'm going to keep it real. I don't like to be around negative people. I don't need negative people around me. I can be negative all by myself. What I need for people around me is to be around positive people who can show me how to be positive, irregardless of what's going on in life. So get you a good support system. And then you need to also understand that failure is not permanent. You know, what's that old saying? Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Failures can be stepping stones. I remember reading a book by Mandino years ago that said failure uh, uh, basically, it, w- it will not stop me. It's not an option if my determination to succeed is strong enough. We've got to decide that you want to get back up. We've got to decide that you want to make an impact. We've got to decide that you want to fix whatever it is that's causing you dip- strife and difficulties in your life. So again, start with the right attitude. secondly, Fellas, get your support group. When you're down, you need some help. As I said, most men are slowly committing suicide and they don't even know it. Get you some people. You've got some people in your own life that really support you and want to make a difference and want to be there for you. Don't be too proud to reach out. And also understand that you've got fundamentals because that's what this is about. Fundamentals is there to help you when you can't help yourself. I want to share a statement with you that I came across some time ago from Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan is known to be, depending upon who's talking about, the greatest basketball player uh, to ever play the game. And uh, you sometimes when you go back and you look at highlights, you say, whew, he was awfully good. But Michael made a statement that really caught my eye. And I think it's something that can remind us that when we're down, we can get back up. And this is what Michael Jordan said. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost more than 300 games. On 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that's exactly why I succeed. Stay cool during these trying times and never quit. After all, nobody will remember when you, the, the shots that you missed in the earlier quarters if you hit the game-winning shot when it matters most. This is what Fundamentals is all about. I'm your host, Carl Bobo, on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Man up, and we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.